embrace the process, right? Um, enjoy the ride. It really is a ride, you know. And um, as when you're in corporate, it's more outcome based, right? Focus on the outcome. What's the next outcome? What's the next outcome? Um, and you never get any joy through that, right? Because after every accomplished outcome, there's something else that you need to do. As an entrepreneur, the thing I wish I had embraced sooner was rewiring my corporate brain and recognizing that I'm very blessed to go on this ride. I'm very blessed to go on a journey that very few people get to go on as an entrepreneur, right? To follow their passions, to really find their, their true selves and to really do amazing work with amazing people. I'm very blessed to do that. You are listening to the High Growth Founders Podcast, where we give you unfiltered truth and ideas about accelerating the growth of your startup and becoming the founder you were born to be. No fluff, no games, just straight to business. I'm your host, Casey Jones. Through my career as a coach, consultant, advisor, and mentor, I've worked with hundreds of founders on their go-to-market strategy, building an authentic personal brand, and growing as a leader. You are here for one thing growth. And this show is dedicated to helping founders accelerate growth, period. We will dive into not only the best strategies that are working today, but discuss the biggest mistakes and failures that industry leaders have made in the past so you don't have to. So kick back, relax, and let's get into the show. Today's interview is pure gold. Okay, today I interview Dominic Vogel. He has become a good friend over the last few years, and he is, he's just a fascinating human. Um, But he talks about realizing that he was two people instead of one. And it's kind of about his journey of figuring out how to show up authentically as himself. And because he is a cybersecurity expert, authenticity and empathy and, I don't know, positivity aren't necessarily what gets associated with cybersecurity experts. And so he also really talks about what it's like to show up authentically, to talk about hard things, to be vulnerable in public. And he shares a little bit about um, what he's learned along the way. For for those of you that don't know, Dominic has a big following on LinkedIn. I haven't checked in a while, but he's he's significantly over the 30,000 followers mark. And he's done it in a way that has led to substantial new business for himself, um, incredible relationships, and a lot of just goodwill. And so it's really interesting to talk to him today about this journey that he's been on, how he kind of figured it out, what he would tell his younger self. And for any of you out there that think you're an introvert, that struggle to put yourself out there, that are afraid to put yourself out there, this is the episode for you because you are going to hear from someone who's been there himself and who has really transformed himself and his career in a way that has a, has had a huge impact on his business. He's an amazing guy. This is a great freaking interview. He is just, oh, again, pure freaking gold. Give a listen. Okay, Dominic Vogel. 
I am so incredibly excited to have you on this podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you for being willing to talk to me and the High Growth Founders uh, listeners. Casey, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm extremely grateful, A, to be your friend and B, to be on your incredible show. So looking forward to an awesome convo. That feeling is very, very mutual. So Dom, before we even kind of get into the meat of it, just give us a little backstory. Who the heck are you? What do you do? What are you all about? <laughs> uh, yeah, the backstory to the, to, the, to the bushy beard that is myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, so I mean, professionally, I've been in cybersecurity my entire career, close to 15 years now. Uh, it's something which um, I've always wanted to do. Uh, when I was leaving high school, I stumbled across this magazine, said information security magazine. I was like, what the hell is information security? Read it cover to cover. I was like, wow, that's damn interesting. Cause it was a mixture of tech people and risk. And I thought that's so cool. Mm. Uh, so much more interesting than coding. So, <laughs> so I, uh, uh, end up just, um, even though my degree didn't really focus on that at all, I ended up doing a lot of self-study and, um, over the course of my first 10 years in my career, I worked my way up the corporate ladder of which I thought that was who I was, a corporate person, uh, reached the top where I was in charge of cybersecurity for a large financial institution. And uh, Casey, as you know, uh, I was absolutely miserable there. <laughs> uh, I thought, wow, why did I spend so much time and energy just focusing on this if it makes me unhappy? And uh, then I embarked on a you know, it's now been eight years as, as an entrepreneur, uh, where I just learned not just about business, but about myself challenging every single assumption, you know, going from being mm. introverted, shy, not believing in building meaningful relationships or friendships, um, to sort of the bearded human being that you see today, you know, and, uh, or here today. And, um, you know, it's, it's something which I've been very blessed. The, the, the gift of entrepreneurism, uh, really helped me open my eyes to what I was capable of and who was inside me all, all along. I led almost the first 25, uh, almost heck, almost 30 years of my life without recognizing that there was someone within me that needed to come out, you know, and uh, it's been very liberating to, to, to be an entrepreneur, uh, to grow my advisory company, which we provide cyber risk leadership to small and mid-sized organizations. Um, to just being able to do what I do today, you know, uh, meeting new people, building amazing friendships with people like you, Casey, and podcasting and tech. You know, I, I'm just very grateful for the life that I have today. Sorry, that was a very rambled version of who I am. <laughs> no, that's so good. No, you just, you, you really, you have an amazing way of, of making everything, everything you share, um, feel very real and honest and authentic. You you have a, a way of doing that. And I, I think it might be partly because you had this journey of not realizing that there was a part of you that needed to come out. And now that it's out, like, why the heck would you put him in the <laughs> closet again, right? Um, and so you 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 do that. You bring your your wholeness and your authenticity to every every conversation in a way that is really refreshing. And I'm sure I am not a cybersecurity expert, um, but I am sure is pretty, you know what? I'm not going to say I'm sure. I don't know enough. But my suspicion, let's just say, is that that is uh, unique in your industry. And I think that that's something that really sets you apart just as a human in general is you bring your whole self to every conversation and every interaction. Um, but I would bet that in your industry, it's, um, that's, that's even more powerful and, and makes you stand out even more. So the way we always start these, these conversations is with the tough stuff. Um, and, and, you know, part of this is about the fact that we learn most, 
we learn more from the hard stuff than we do from the easy stuff. I really, you know, be interesting if we if we were more reflective and introspective about when thing when everything magically goes right, but we're not. Um, so I'm wondering if you will share a story with us about something that you went through, something that you experienced that was not particularly fun while you were in the middle of it, but ultimately led to some some powerful growth, some transformation that that maybe kind of changed the way you do things or changed your business. Yeah, Casey, you know, and I, I you know, I, it's only been probably within the past few years where I started talking openly about this. Um, but it, I'd say that for me, one of the biggest things that has shaped my life, both personally and professionally, is being um, that my uh, my mom has battled severe mental illness since I was probably about 10 or eleven, um, you know, various forms of severe paranoia and psychosis, and that you know, as a ten and eleven year old, it was quite you know traumatizing, you know, uh, to to see someone that you love like that, you know, sort of lose their mind. And um, you know, we, growing up, I was you know we didn't talk about it. You know, very few people outside of our immediate family knew about it, and uh, it was just sort of a hidden thing that we just didn't talk about. You know, and uh, a lot of nights, you know, I just cry myself to sleep, kind of thing. And um, mm. you know, it, it's um, it was something which, in the middle of it, I thought, well, why is this happening to us? Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to our family? Um, you know, I still thought that up until probably you know five, five, six years ago when, um, it dawned on me that, um, although I wish my mom didn't have to go through that, that, um, you know, I am who I am today because of that, you know, um, there's values such as being able to lead with empathy, lead with kindness, lead with compassion. Um, I don't think I have those qualities had I not needed to work on those and develop them, um, in order to, um, care for my mom you know i mean it was at a young age i i had to you know help her w- with her medicine and trying to really help her understand what was going on in times when her mind you know wouldn't let her know what was going on right she was a prisoner in her own mind and um all all those types of uh capabilities on the abilities to really connect on a very deep visceral human level with with people um skill sets that you know in my early corporate days i didn't realize that i had and I didn't realize that until I became an entrepreneur and recognized that mm-hmm. I had those things in me because of what I had to learn as a as a child, you know, and um, things that I like. I just never really fully appreciated that, you know. And I, I like I, I look at myself today and I think of the values that are near and dear to me. Like I said, you know, the ability to be a true leader is not someone who's just someone who's going to bark orders at someone. Um, a true leader is someone who is capable of, like I said, leading with compassion, leading with kindness, having a dose of humility, um, and various other traits that, you know, people like Gary Vee is an example of, of I've talked about for, for, uh, many years, you know, those are all traits, which, um, I, like I said, I'm quite certain had I not endured that I may not be the person that I am today, you know, and, um, I really do like who I am today. You know, I'm very grateful for the person that I am today. And it only, like I said, only really dawned on me in the past few years that that happened for a reason. Like I said, it does pain me that my mom had to endure what she's had to endure. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I do believe that things do happen for a reason and it's up for us to understand why, you know, and, and, and do make the most of those situations. So, um, you know, I look back, you know, could we have crumbled? Yes. You know, I, 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 I've learned even just personal values, looking at people like my dad, who, again, he could have cut and run. He could have left. He could have said to hell with this. Um, he stayed, 
right? I learned about compassionate care and loving, taking care of a loved one, no matter what awful, terrible things were coming out of that you know, person's mind. Um, he never wavered. He never left. Um, and that's the type of internal strength that I only have today because of him. I look at me even as a father, you know, to two kids, um, you know, uh, my, my 11 year old and my, my four year old uh, son, James, who's a, you know, pseudo LinkedIn superstar. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I think of how I am as a father and again, that's because of him, you know, and those are all things which had my mom not had that illness, maybe I wouldn't have picked up on those traits. You know, um, my dad was always a very quiet, keep to himself kind of person. Um, you know, a great dad, but it was in those very difficult moments that I saw the strength in the person that he really was. Um, and again, like I said, these are all things which had we not endured that as a family, had he not shown me that, you know, anyone can overcome anything, right? Families can overcome, you know, and, um, you know, I, I recognize too that that level of strength to overcome adversity, um, is something which I'm grateful for today, and especially as an entrepreneur. I know you know this as well, Casey, that yeah. as an entrepreneur, you need to have grit. Holy hell, God damn, do you need to have grit to, to, to survive and thrive. And you know, if you have quit in you, you will not win as an entrepreneur, right? You will not win as a human either for that, for that matter. But um, like I said, I think of society today and how there's so many people who just quit and run, you know, and um, you know, and, um, not saying to you know, keep sinking costs after with lost failures but you know recognizing that i think as a whole society we give up on things far too easily we give up on people far too easily we cut people and things out of our lives far too easily um i'm just really grateful like i said that 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 happened because i am who i am today because of that for better or for worse um those are the lessons I learned, um, and in an unexpected way, like I said, it never, it never was the plan to be an entrepreneur, um, or a business owner. Um, but without those life experiences, I don't think I would be eight years in here being successful as an entrepreneur. Thank you for, for sharing that. I know that can't be easy and we don't, we don't talk about mental health and mental illness. We're starting to more. Um, but I think a lot of us come from families where it's swept under under the rug. My my mother's brother, my uncle, um, was schizophrenic. And it was the thing that we didn't talk about as a family. It was um very much swept under the rug. And I think that's a very that was a very common um approach in that generation. And so one, I don't I can completely understand your father's instinct to just keep it close and not talk about it. But I deeply respect your willingness and almost sense of responsibility for talking about it. So what I'm really curious about is at what point did you realize that this was something you needed to talk about? Uh, yeah, that's a good question, Casey. Um, I'm going to say that it somewhat coincided with uh, when I recognized that a few years into my entrepreneurial journey that I wasn't being very authentic. I wasn't being my true self. You know, mm -hmm. one of the things which drove me mad and eventually one of the key reasons why I left corporate was that I felt there was two versions of me, right? There was work me, who I despise and is now dead and buried in my backyard, uh, never to see the light of day again. And then there was the real me, right? Um, 
And every day at work, it was, you know, wear the suit. Oh, Dom, the beard's looking a little thick there. You know, how about you shave it kind of thing? And it, it, it just, it just wore on me, right? Like, you know, they didn't like swearing. They didn't like this. They didn't like that. You couldn't, you couldn't be, I couldn't be me, you know? And, um, yeah. when I left corporate, I was like, wow, now I'm an entrepreneur. I can be me. Uh, I started to tap deeper and deeper into that concept of authenticity, right? Um, something which I had never really, tapped into both professionally or personally. Um, and as I started peeling back the layers, starting sharing more, being more vulnerable, being more authentic, um, eventually got to a point where I, th- I saw, and like I so said, even using platforms like LinkedIn, giving me that platform to share such things openly, I hit a point where I realized I can't be, if I'm calling myself authentic, I need to share one of the most, sort of one of the deepest you know, air quote secrets that, uh, that I've ever had, you know, and that's, uh, about my mom's mental illness and our family's battle with that. Um, so it was an awakening there and sort of my journey to authenticity, um, where I sort of hit that point. But like I said, platforms like LinkedIn gave me a voice to be able to share that in a fairly open format. Um, which like I said, I, I'm, I'm grateful for platforms like that to, that's allowed me to, to, to give rise to my authenticity. Oh, that's so powerful. Okay. So for anybody that's listening, you you need to go find Dom on LinkedIn and follow him because his content is amazing. But I wanna I wanna do a little experiment here because oftentimes I talk to people about um being vulnerable creating vulnerable content on social media or in any sort of capacity. And People really struggle with the fear associated with doing that. So I want to I want to kind of break down a little bit. What was this process like for you? So when you decided, you know what, if I'm going to authentically be me, I need to, to talk about this. What did it feel like when you were writing that first post before you'd ever talked about it? Like what came up for you? What was that experience like for you? Yeah, uh, that, that gosh, that is a deep question. <laughs> um, I'd say that there was there was various emotions. You know, yeah. one was um, one was just almost an overwhelming sense of relief. Mm. You know, it, it's like with anything. You know, the truth shall set you free. Yeah. Right. Just it felt like a, the weight of the world was somewhat lifted off my shoulders. Um, so even before there was any response or interaction, just the art of writing it and putting it out into the universe yeah. was extremely, extremely uh, beneficial just to my own me- uh, mental and emotional well-being. You know, I could just feel my mind being cleared. Um, and then as I saw interaction, as I saw people engaging, saying, hey, you know what, I, this, this resonates with me, or I have this happened to my mom or someone else in my family, recognizing then that there is a way that you can connect with people on such a deep, deep level. Um, you know, and some of the people I've met and even formed friendships with, and just even have, having various support chats with, um, as well. Those are things which I, I never thought possible, you know, and, uh, um, when you're, I'm a firm believer and again, I think this is being especially true during a time like COVID when, when during lo- various states of lockdown where we're, you know, removed from one another, when you can connect with someone on a very deep, visceral human level like that, that's a strong, strong bond. That is very, very hard to break that bond, right? And in an era where arguably, and some of which I, I believe, as I know you do as well, um, Casey, where it's you know, people buy things or services from people that they know, they like, 
and trust. Mm. And there's no faster vehicle to get to that full version of KLT than through authentic, through being very authentic, being very vulnerable, right? That is like adding gasoline to the fire. That is rocket fuel that gets you to that state of KLT far, far quicker than sharing what you had for breakfast that morning. <laughs> and, and and here's the thing too, you know, you're talking about the the bonds that you create. I mean, you and I finally met in person because I happened to be in Vancouver, but even if we hadn't, like we have a close enough bond. If you called me and like you needed someone to bail you out of jail, I would do it, you know, even before we met in person. And it's, there's something about when you show up authentically and then I feel like you get to skip a bunch of steps in the friendship. Absolutely. If you've connected online, if you connected with one another's content and all these things, you feel like you know someone, even if you don't technically know them. And there's that affinity and that bond that is really powerful. Um, And I appreciate you sharing this, right? The relief, the relief that you feel when you actually get it out of you is I don't think we talk about enough. We we really don't, you know, and, and I think that that's the the piece there. Again, we, we use words like um, shame, stigmas. Um, you know, there's still that yeah. perception that in in having a mental illness or wanting to talk about that, uh, that there's perceived shame around that. Right? We're talking about a lot of um, inertia, shall we say, over the years, decades, centuries, where things like that were shunned, where you were uh, put to the corner because, you know, if you're, you, you, you're feeling depressed, what the hell's wrong with you, right? Like, like the, that, that there's things which you have so many just centuries of that type of negative inertia that people have to overcome. It's almost becoming coded in us that when you feel that way, yeah. that you feel shame. Right. Uh, so I think in, in recognizing that we are in, in an era now where we can be more open about that, we can be more authentic about that, where if we're feeling sad, right, we can share that and say that. Um, and we should be able to say that and, 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 and feel those things. And um, that, like I said, you know, is one of my great hopes in sharing stories um, and sh- sharing uh, you know, with uh, authenticity about what myself and my family and my mom have endured is that in doing so, I, I really want to give permission to people, not that I'm the one to give that permission, but to say, it's okay, right? Uh, we're, we're all going through various things like this, right? Um, you know, people always think looking at the outside, they look at my LinkedIn, they're like, oh, wow, you're so accomplished. Look at all the great things you've done. It's like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm broken just like everyone else, right? <laughs> like we, we are, I'm a, a whole self to a certain point, but there are broken pieces of me and here are the things that are, and here's the things that I'm working on, right? And here's why I am who I am, right? By being able to just let that curtain down the the instagram piece of oh this is where all you know is the perfect life here's the perfect you know uh, photoshop sunset and, and all that stuff that's why i'm on instagram i find instagram incredibly disgusting right it's that no one's life is like that right um to me the people yeah. that are real that are raw that share a picture of themselves first thing in the morning which i've prone to do on platforms like LinkedIn. That's just like I said, that's me, right? I don't wear a suit anymore. Yeah. I show up to Zoom meetings. Heck, I show up to in-person meetings now. Um, because of COVID, it's been it's been it's a little more acceptable now. I have my hat. There's a good there's a damn good chance I haven't shaved for at least three plus weeks if I'm re- meeting someone and at any given point in time, I'm wearing, you know, the finest leisure wear no, known to humankind. If that's not cool with you, then we weren't meant to be. You know, we weren't we weren't meant to be yeah. uh, colleagues or friends, or you know, you weren't meant to be my client. It's it's so 
amazing and just being able to just be yourself. And I love people who are comfortable being themselves around others. Mm, I love this. And, you know, to your point, right, you skip the bullshit. (laughs) So, yeah, if I pretend to be somebody else so that other people like me, great. Maybe that means that I can have more people at the surface level. But if the moment I express who I actually am, they decide, no, I don't really want to be friends with you or I don't want to do work with you. Like, why wait getting to that point? Right? Like, let's get it out of the way. Let's figure out is this is this legit is this real can we really build trust can we really build a relationship um let's not dance around it let's not pretend it, it, exactly and that's and that's why like i said you know for, especially for me it's been able to be it's been really great at helping me eliminate people or prospects that aren't meant to be in my orbit right having my four-year-old home with me on calls if someone gets annoyed by that now i'm like ah you know what you're 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 a clown you're a jerk i actually don't want to do business with you you can't tolerate my four-year-old being here he's that's why he's part of my biz dev team you are out (laughs) right so uh it it's um it's something like i said i'm I'm grateful that we're in a, a time where um like i said it's just become more acceptable and it should be acceptable all along yeah, I think it, it's 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 um, it's something which has been extremely empowering, like especially as an entrepreneur. When I work with startups and their founders, it's usually because they know they could be growing faster and they need some help to make it happen. Almost always, my first step with them is to take them through my growth audit process to diagnose and then help them fix the problem. But I can't work with everyone, and I still want to help every founder grow. So I've created the Growth Audit Quiz, which asks you some questions about your business and your process of turning a stranger into a loyal, happy customer to help you identify where you have the greatest opportunity to take a big leap forward. So go to a betterjones.com slash growth audit and take the growth audit now. You'll also have a chance to book some time with me to review your answers and together create an action plan to help you grow. So, okay, tell me a little bit about how this emphasis on authenticity affects how you do your work and how you show up for clients. And I I know it means that you are real, you bring your whole self to what you do, but what are some of the, I don't know, maybe the, the, the less obvious ways that this authenticity, um, informs your work and the trajectory of your career and your business? Um, you know, I'd say, I'd say it's on two fronts. I mean, one, the authenticity helps in the biz dev and winning business piece, right? When I, you know, look at, my peers, other security professionals, um, you know, I, I'm, I take it as a really great compliment when someone says, wow, you're totally different than any of the other security people I've met. Right? The stereotype in security people is true because I've been that person. I, hell, I am that person and was that person, right? Mm-hmm. Which they're intolerable. They say no a lot, right? They are incredibly annoying. Uh, and they try to preach things <laughs> down your throat, right? Um, uh, I take it as a great compliment when people say you're very, very different than than, than your peers. I think that's speaking to the authenticity, right? And before I even talk, when I'm, when I'm focusing on biz dev and focusing on winning business, before we even get to security, 
I focus on just making a friendship, making a relationship. Um, I know you and I have talked about this before, Casey, but um, this is what I think about platforms like LinkedIn, where I used to treat that very transactionally. Right? I would try and just talk about, hey, we're yeah. we're a security advisory company. Hey, well, you know, how's your security situation looking? Maybe we should talk. I did that for the first few years I was on that platform, and it got me nowhere. Right? Other than graying prematurely and frustrating the hell out of me, it got me nowhere. And then I thought, you know what? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. And then I thought, well, when, when's if I just totally flip things on its head? When's if I just focus on building relationships, you know, meaningful, lifelong, life enriching relationships? Um, and that's what I did. And now that being very authentic that way, because I, I genuinely do enjoy forming friendships. That's like, that's how you and I became friends, right? Yeah. Uh, I, that, doing that that way opens so many more opportunities, right? Um, and it's, it's, like, it's allowed me to have clients and form um, all these prospects who become clients, people who genuinely liked me before I even pitched them about security. Right. And when you have that type of strong bond, that type of client relationship is far more enduring and is worth far more in the long run mm, than yeah. me trying to nickel and dime someone in the short run. So by being authentic, I get healthier client relationships that pay more and last longer. So even from a business perspective, it makes a hell of a lot more sense, right? Regardless if it's yeah. better from a values perspective, from a business perspective, I've seen it. I've seen the light. It's much, much more lucrative that way. Uh, but again, it requires sort of bigger picture, longer term thinking, because it does take time to build trust and meaningful friendships and relationships. Um, and then sort of that authenticity, once they're in that sort of in that client space now, we're very authentic. Um, I mean, I, I'm very authentic, but I want to make sure that my team is as well in terms of how we're communicating our work and how we're communicating security risk. Right? Um, we're not people to to sh sugarcoat things. Right? Um, you know, we're going to be very blunt, very clear. Um, you know, in terms of how get good or in most cases bad the things are when it comes to cybersecurity at, at the particular organization, but we're going to focus on being very pragmatic and very practical and achievable. Right? Things that they can actually do, not saying, hey, here's 400 things you're not doing. That's not useful to anyone, right? In fact, that's very unauthentic, right? You're just being very robotic that way. But we're being very authentic when we say, we know you're overstretched. We know you have a limited budget. If you're going to do anything from a security perspective, here's the two things that we recommend this year, right? And here's why, right? That's very authentic in how we're, we're, we're giving advice and giving guidance and focusing on cyber risk management for our clients. That's powerful. And I think, look, that's, it does sound and feel very different for this, um, I don't know, an, an industry that has kind of a, an uptight stuffy vibe to it, <laughs> this much more sort of human centric approach, I'm sure feels really refreshing for your clients. Oh, absolutely. Right. Because again, most of my peers are very tech centric, right? It's, oh, buy product X, right? Buy product Y. Right? And we take a very yeah. human centric approach, right? To, to, to it and, and take a very risk management based approach as well. And, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, it makes me smile when people say you are very different than the other people we've spoken to, other security professionals. You've literally shattered the stereotype. That's what I aim for every single time. Yeah, that's powerful. Shattering stereotypes. I mean, that is that right there. That that kind of says it all. So, okay, I'm also curious. You know, you've talked about being a dad, 
And yes, your son is freaking adorable. He is like the the most adorable part of your your company's marketing strategy. Very, very savvy move, Dom. Um, but how does you know everything we've just talked about about authenticity, about what you went through with your mom and your dad? How do all of these things, and also you realizing that you weren't being authentic yourself, how does that inform how you show up as a dad for your two kiddos? Yeah, the uh, I'd say you know that's a that's a powerful question there, Casey. And I think of you know everything I do pro- professionally, and I always tell people now. I mean, a the greatest gift I've ever been given is being a dad. Um, and that's a gift that my wife gave me twice to be able to be the, uh, the, uh, the dad of, of two amazing <laughs> kids. Um, but also it is something which is far more important, um, than anything I ever accomplished professionally. But, and at the end of the day, uh, I want to make sure that the kids that I raise, my, my, my daughter, Adrena, my son, James, that I, that they grow up to be good, kind people. Right, I, you know, when people always ask, "What do you want them to be when you grow when they grow up?" I would say, "I, I honestly don't care. I, um, I just want them to be good, kind people, uh, and I want my son to be respectful and kind and empowering to women, and I want my daughter to recognize uh, that you know, as a woman, there should be nothing that that holds her back, um, and that she should also recognize that um, you know, there are good men out there, and there are men." want to empower and want to help and support without you know a hidden agenda um i want to demonstrate to both of them what a good man looks like um maybe not physically with the bushy beard but at least you know um from a values perspective uh what 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 they should both see when they're um like when they're when they're older um that's that's my greatest responsibility like i said anything professionally is really not that important in the grand scheme of things it really isn't um Yes, it pays the bills. Uh, yes, it's likely going to help pay for their uh, uh, educations and whatever they need to do. Living in Vancouver isn't cheap, so I'm already saving to make sure I can help them with that. But uh, um, at the end of the day, that's my greatest responsibility. And I know through traits and through skills like authenticity, vulnerability, um, willingness to admit when you were wrong, and uh, the uh, willingness to learn from those mistakes, uh, the ability to, like I said, lead with empathy and kindness. Um, those are things I want to make sure more than anything that they see uh, in me every single day. Cause I want to make sure that that's who they are when, when they grow up. I love that. So, and I know, I know that you care deeply about um, helping and supporting other people in your industry, but also just in the world and in business um, in general. So when you think about, you think about younger Dom, you think about you when you, were two different people and not terribly authentic. And you think about the ways that you could show up to help people like young dumb. Like, what do you think about? Like, how do you, um, other than, and I know this, this is a big part of it. I know the big part of it is just showing up authentically as yourself to, to, to your earlier point, kind of give others the permission to talk about difficult things, but what else? And what are some of the things that you wish you had known or realized when you were younger? And how do you think about um, kind of being that 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 wise older um, uh, kind of guide to people now? 
you were going to say grayer too. I, I could tell, but no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, anybody that's actually looking at the video, I don't see a single fr- freaking gray hair. I've got my gray streak, so I think I have more visible gray than you do. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, it's a question I've thought about a lot, especially as I've gotten older and had the opportunity to to to, to mentor and empower. Yeah. Um, People who are entering, especially people who are entering the security work, cybersecurity workforce. But um, the one thing that I go back to, which has truly changed my life, and something like I'm, I'm someone who tries not to live with regrets. You know, it, they're all lessons learned in time. But the one, if there's truly one thing I could go back in time and change, or tell you know younger Dom, um, it would be focus on building meaningful relationships, mm. and, um, uh, meaningful friendships. If I had really taking the time to invest in networking, taking the time to build meaningful friendships. Like I, I lived most of my life in the early 20s with two friends, right? and one of them was my brother. Um, you know, So it, <laughs> it, if I had taken the time to really invest in that, um, my career trajectory would be far, far ahead from where I am now. I'm, I'm 100% certain of that, um, not just from a career perspective, but just from, like I said, a personal enrichment perspective, every new friendship that I form has, has just really enriched my life, you know, and has really brought out newer versions of myself has helped me get to be better versions of myself every single time, you know, and, um, that's something which I said, I, and I tell people, especially in a, in a very, it's perceived to be a very technical space like cybersecurity. Can't tell you, Casey, how many times people will say to me, Dom, you know, I, I really want to, you know, enter cybersecurity. Um, you know, what what certification should I get? What what firewalls should I learn how to use? What tools should I learn to use? And I would say, screw all of that, honestly. Right? If you're going to do anything right now, focus on networking, focus on the skill of building meaningful relationships, putting yourself out there, being a servant friend first and foremost. Um, that is the type of lifelong skill that is going to help you thrive not just in the security industry, but in any industry and in life in general. That's the one thing that I wish I had learned mm. and honed as a skill. Oh, what a good lesson. Okay. So what's your number one piece of advice for someone who's like, well, shit, no, I'm the, I'm the guy with only two friends. I don't know how to do that. That sounds super intimidating. What do you tell them? The, <laughs> well, there's a, there's a couple things, you know, and I, and again, I do recognize that not everyone is the same, but I'll, I'll share it through my lens. One of the first things that I did when I left corporate was that I wrote down all the assumptions about myself, things that I assumed to be true. Right? I always thought I was an introvert because I acted like one. I always assumed that I was too shy to speak in public because I just, you know, I got butterflies when I was talking you know, or giving talks or presentations. Uh, I wrote down all these assumptions about myself and I thought, okay, I'm going to challenge each and every one of these assumptions. Let's say that each of these is false. What do I need to do to prove that? Um, again, it took me many, many years. Um, you know, I'm still in the process of working on that list. Uh, but again, one of the things that I always tell people, and I, I do this in my um, my coaching program with IT and cybersecurity professionals um, and organizations as well, write down those assumptions, right? Challenge those assumptions about yourself, because unless you challenge them, you will never know if they're actually you're if they're actually true, right? You're living your life as if they were true, right? And um, that, that to me is the, is the number one thing. Write down things that you assume to be true about yourself right now and try to, 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 to challenge them accordingly. Again, I recognize that there's some people who have uh, you know, clinical anxiety and for them, maybe that is too much to be able to do that, right? But then again, maybe there's 
problems more upstream that you can look at, right? Why you have clinical anxiety, right? Are there other things you can do to explore that to, to help make that better, right? Again, I'm not an expert in that, but to me, like I said, I really truly believe that for every single person, we hold assumptions about ourselves and very rarely do we challenge them. What an, a brilliant strategy. I mean, I, that is absolutely genius because here's the other thing that I've learned about myself is that our environment dictates a lot of these assumptions. So when I was um, still married and I was not in a very happy marriage, I was in kind of a toxic marriage. And the longer I was in that marriage, the more anxious I got and the more convinced I was that I was an introvert. And I know now that I am what I refer to as an extroverted introvert. I do like my alone time, all the rest, but I started to realize it took me getting out of that situation before I realized, no, like, I'm, I don't have severe anxiety. I was just in a shitty marriage, <laughs> you know, and I've talked to other people that have really similar situations where, you know, you, you're working in a really unhealthy environment and that makes you think that you're, um, you can't do public speaking or you're super shy or, and when you start to get out of that, right? You start to challenge those assumptions. You start to realize that maybe that's not actually what it's about and it's something else going on. I think that is absolutely freaking genius advice. I, I appreciate you saying that, Casey, but I, I actually got it in the fortune cookie. So, um, and that's no joke. I actually, <laughs> it's a really did, long I actually, fortune I actually did read it in the fortune cookie. It's a challenge your life assumption. So. <laughs> My God, that's like the best fortune cookie yeah, ever. I, I, I just don't remember that's where amazing. I got it from. It just it stuck in my mind as I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> Absolutely freaking genius. Um, okay, Dom, this has been an amazing conversation, as are all conversations with you. If somebody wants to learn more about the work that you do, wants to talk to you, wants to become yet another one of your amazing friends, how should they, where should they go? Well, I guess a, a couple different areas. And thank you for those kind words, Casey. I mean, um, first off, if, if you want to network with me and start a friendship with me, please do connect with me on LinkedIn. Dominic Vogel, I'm the only English speaking one on the, on the platform. Uh, I think there's a couple of German ones, but I'm the only uh, uh, um, uh, English speaking one. So please do reach out to me. I always love forming new friendships and the opportunity to be a part of someone's journey. Um, if your organization, if you're a small, mid-sized organization that, needs help if you're an overworked ceo cfo and you're worried about cybersecurity and or you don't trust your what your it team or service provider is telling you uh go to cyber.sc like santa claus or south carolina uh and connect with us there um we're always always happy to, to help organizations in the smb space um if you are a startup uh, or an organization that's uh, looking to potentially go public and you're looking for um, an independent advisory person. That's something I love doing. I work with a lot of startups individually. Uh, so do feel free to reach out to me on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, and last piece is, or I guess two last pieces, uh, if you're interested in my speaking capabilities, uh, I love I love speaking at events, especially as we you know come out of COVID or deeper out of COVID. Um, you know, I love talking about whether it be cybersecurity, sharing my you know things that we talked about today. Um, my speaking page is actually in a midst of being created. So I'm hoping to get that out by the end of summer. Uh, but do reach out to me on, on LinkedIn to, to book those. Um, I'm, uh, I'm toured all over North America, at least pre COVID. So I do enjoy uh, giving those in-person talks. And the last thing is if you are um, a large organization enterprise, 
maybe a uh, chief information officer or director of technology, and you're worried about the emotional efficiencies, as uh, Gary V refers to it, of your IT team or your cybersecurity team, mm-hmm. um, I, that's my area of expertise when it comes to coaching. I really believe in coaching and unlocking the hidden potential of technology and security professionals, really helping them be, uh, be better versions of themselves and make the teams more efficient and effective as well. So again, you can reach out to me on platforms like LinkedIn. Mm, you give me goosebumps. Okay. Last sort of three quick questions. Um, number one, what is one thing that makes you grateful to be a founder? I would say the I'm truly grateful for the flexibility that it affords me. Right? I'm ultimately on my own schedule, and I'm forever grateful that as an entrepreneur, I've spent more time with my family, more time with my kids than when I was ever in corporate. Um, that's the I'd say the one thing I'm I'm truly truly grateful for. That's awesome. Uh, what is one resource that has been super helpful to you in your entrepreneurial journey that you wind up recommending to people all the time, or think you should recommend to people all the time. <laughs> uh, the, and I'm not saying this just because I'm on your podcast, but honestly, Casey, your Twitter feed, everything that you do is absolutely amazing. Uh, I've learned so much from you, even just like our, our monthly call, calls when we have combos. I learned so damn much for you from you. So for anyone who has never interacted with you before, I will vouch for you again, a thousand percent. They need to follow you on all social media p- platforms. I still have to follow you on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, Thank you. That means, that means I'm, I, if I were a person that blushed, (laughs) I would be blushing. My face is definitely hot, but for, but I don't blush. Thank God, because I would be very embarrassed right now. Um, Thank you. That is very sweet. Um, Last but not, not least. Okay. If you could go back in time and you could give pre-founder Dom a piece of advice about this journey that you're about to embark on, what would you tell him? I would say really embrace the process, right? Um, mm-hmm. Enjoy the ride. It really is a ride, you know, and um, as when you're in corporate, it's more outcome-based, right? Focus on the outcome. What's the next outcome? What's the next outcome? Um, and you never get any joy through that, right? Because after every accomplished outcome, there's something else that you need to do. Um, as an entrepreneur, the thing I wish I had embraced sooner was rewiring my corporate brain and recognizing that I'm very blessed to go on this ride. I'm very blessed to go on a journey that very few people get to go on as an entrepreneur, right? To follow their passions, to really find their their true selves and to really do amazing work with amazing people. I'm very blessed to do that. Um, so I would tell sort of pre-entrepreneur Dom, Enjoy every single damn minute of the ride because you grow so much and um, there's really no other ride like it other than parenthood. That's a hell of a ride as well. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dom. This was a phenomenal conversation. I know a lot of people learned a lot of things and I am so incredibly grateful for you. You are one of those people a million years ago, uh, a mentor of mine told me that the greatest compliment you can give to someone is that the fact that they exist on the earth makes you feel better about humanity. And that is exactly how I feel about Thank you. you. Thank you, Casey. That, that, that means Thank a you. lot to me. And for what it's worth, if I ever do end up in jail, you will be that one call. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got you. Don't you worry. <laughs> 
Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode on the High Growth Founders Podcast. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show of whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from. And look, much like this show, I love getting into the good, the bad, and everything in between. So please feel free to express yourself in the reviews of the show. And consider subscribing to the High Growth Founders newsletter by going to highgrowthfounders.substack.com. You'll get the show delivered to your inbox every single week, plus stories, insights, and actionable tips from my work helping founders accelerate their growth and from my own journey, accelerating my own. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we are here to learn from one another. So please, if the episode made you think of a founder who is leveling up in their business, take a screenshot and share it with them. Okay, that's all I've got. In love and growth, I am out of here. See you next time.